0: Are you looking for a podcast where you can hear from real people regarding their real dental drama? If so, then you've come to the right place. Join hosts Bethany Petty and Dr. Rena Kuba as we dive into the solutions we've created and the mistakes we've made while managing dental drama. Let's get started. Hello everybody, happy Monday. I hope you are preparing for a fantastic week. I wanted to spend a few minutes today talking about a topic that has come up repeatedly over the last few weeks with several of my clients. And that is the topic of the ability and skill that it takes to give corrective feedback to your employees. Now, I know as we've talked about All this effort to retain, retain, retain employees, it can feel a little bit counterintuitive to say that we need to give corrective action. But just because we're desperate for employees does not mean that we should shy away from difficult conversations and corrective conversations. Because if we do shy away from those, we're simply prolonging a talk that's eventually going to happen, or we are also potentially propelling a problem forward that's going to grow and grow and grow. So I never, ever recommend avoiding corrective feedback simply because we're worried about losing that person. And I do hear that all the time. I understand that that's a valid concern. So I'm going to give you a few tips on how to have a corrective conversation with an employee. First and foremost, you need to decide if the corrective action is needed immediately or in the moment, or if you need time to prepare for this conversation. So let me give you a few tips and and tools to try in these conversations that you need to have. So first of all, deciding whether immediate corrective action is needed. First of all, you need to know your employee. So if this is a type of employee that, first of all, is overly sensitive, can be dramatic when you have difficult conversations with that person, then I absolutely would not immediately correct that employee. I would wait until the end of the day or right before lunch so that that person has time to cool off either that night or over the lunch break. So base your timing of the feedback on the person and if they can handle the feedback. Second thing is if you are the type of person that if you don't correct it immediately, you'll probably never correct it then I would encourage you to consider more immediate corrective feedback. The only time to avoid that would be if you do have somebody that is overly dramatic and sensitive, and then I would say, you're gonna to have to figure out a way to remember that to address at the end of the day. Now, I would say immediate feedback is often very effective. It's right there, it's in the moment, We both just saw what happened and we can talk about it right away. For immediate feedback, I would recommend the following formula. Number one, pause. Gather your thoughts for a moment. This could take five, 10, even 20 seconds, but just gather your thoughts. If there is emotion that you have, you're angry, you're frustrated, take a moment, take a deep breath, get yourself calm, okay? Remember, when you're correcting somebody, it is not to make you feel better. It is to actually help that person improve. So your anger or your frustration in this moment is only going to prevent that correction from actually happening. So get your mind straight and get your emotions in check before you correct somebody in the immediate moment. So you take a moment. Collect your thoughts, if you're emotional, get your emotions in check, and then you ask a question. Hey Sally, can I give you some quick feedback on that interaction that we just had with the patient? So you always want to ask for their permission to engage in a conversation. First and foremost, it gets their mind ready to hear feedback. This prevents them from having their own emotional reaction to the feedback. I always use my kids as an example of this. If I just immediately launch into giving my child coaching or feedback, they almost never respond well. If I will pause and say, Hey son, can I give you some tips on how to talk to your sister a little bit more effectively? usually and it's kids so it's less of a less of a clear path here but I would say nine out of ten times I get a much better response because my child is prepared for feedback in that moment adults function very much the same way we need a moment to prepare to hear critique or feedback so just ask hey can I share some feedback people always ask me well what if they say no if they say no then say okay Uh, When would be a better time for you? Can we do that over lunch? Sure, let's do that over lunch. So you're never letting them decide when, oh, two weeks from now, but you are giving them the ability to step out of that conversation if they feel like they're not gonna be able to handle it well. Now, I will tell you that, again, probably 95% of the time, people are gonna say, sure, I'd love to talk about that, especially if they notice that you're calm And that this is going to be a productive conversation. After you ask if you have their permission to give feedback, then you need to give them very specific feedback. Avoid emotional words here. So saying things like, I feel like you are just kind of all over the place. That's very vague and that's very hard for somebody to interpret what you're saying. So be specific. Sometimes we shy away from specificity because we feel like it's going to inflame the situation or make it worse. But honestly, what inflames it is confusion. So be clear. Say, hey, you know what? I think the patient was confused because you said we were going to get them numb first and then we were going to test to see if they were numb and then we were going to pull the tooth I think that scared the patient and confused the patient because in all honesty they just thought we were going to, you know, get in there and do everything without talking and now they're nervous, they're confused, what do you mean test the numbness? Let's go back and let's talk about how we could have said that better. I would suggest saying, hey Sally, I want to check and make sure you're comfortable right now. Everything feel good? Can I get you a blanket? Okay, wonderful. We are going to get you nice and comfortable. Make sure that you don't feel a thing and then we're going to get this tooth taken care of for you. Any questions for us before we get started? And you can tell your team member hey do you see how that was a little bit more neutral it took away words like we're going to get you numb and then we're going to test how numb you are and then we're going to pull your tooth all of that sounds pretty dramatic let's neutralize that a little bit remove the chance that the patient gets confused or concerned about what you just said by saying it like i said it let me repeat that for you again So what you've done in that is you've given very specific things that they did wrong or could have done better. You've talked about the impact, how their wrong words impacted the patient and how you observed the patient get more anxious or nervous about it. And then you've told them specifically what you feel like would be better going forward. Then at the end, I would wrap it up with does that make sense or do you have any thoughts on the situation? That way it feels more like a conversation and less like just a bashing on them. Now again, you'll hear in that example that I just gave as mild and as neutral as that feedback may feel if you, if that is something that you feel like is happening consistently with your employee that they just use words that are a little bit harsh or they explain things in a way that's making the patients uncomfortable, then right there in that moment is the best time to address it because once you leave that room, you're gonna forget how your employee said what she said and especially if it's at the end of the day, your employee is going to have forgotten that patient altogether and how her words impacted the patient. So immediate feedback, I should put a little asterisk here. I do not mean in front of the patient That seems to be uh, without question, but let me just say that just in case. I don't want that to be confusing. It should be outside of the earshot of patients, and this should be private as much as possible. So immediate feedback in that moment makes sense because it's relevant, and you both will forget that by the end of the day. Now, there is a time and a place for prolonged feedback, meaning you need time to really think and put your thoughts together. In this particular case, it could be that you worry that the employee is going to be be very emotional and you need time to really carefully plan out what you're going to say or it's pretty serious offenses that you need to talk about. Big picture coaching that if it doesn't change, this is going to impact the employee's relationship with the practice, meaning They have a chance of being fired if they don't put this in line. So in these particular cases, you really want to have more of a documented corrective feedback session, meaning you've put your points down on paper ahead of time so that you stay on track. The employee can see very clearly what the points are after you've spoken with them and it serves as a reminder to both of you of what went on in that conversation. So in this particular case, this is a corrective feedback session, but it's definitely done at the end of the day. Depending upon your employee, I would either plan that in advance so that they know, hey, this I've got a meeting with the doctor at the end of the day tomorrow, and they have a chance to prepare for that, Or if they are overly dramatic and they're going to ruminate on this and make it a really big deal, then you could always surprise them at the end of the day with feedback. But you'll want to make sure to give them a heads up at least a few minutes before to say, hey, Sally, don't walk out the door. I wanted to have a conversation with you um, and give you some feedback before you leave for the day. That way she doesn't leave without you knowing about it. And then also she's got at least a few minutes to get her head straight before she enters that meeting with you. In this type of meeting, I would conduct it in a very similar way. The only difference is you're not really asking permission to have the meeting. This is documented counseling or corrective counseling. And so you're going to have this conversation and you've got a piece of paper in front of you that you need to walk through. What I would do is make sure that piece of paper is turned over and then you would say to the employee as they come in, hey Sally, thanks for agreeing to meet with me today. I wanted to share some performance feedback with you and I appreciate you taking a few minutes at the end of your day to do so it implies that Sally has agreed to this meeting. Okay, So I call that positive projection. It means you're projecting onto her the response that you want her to have. Once she has a seat, then you can say, hey, I've kind of put together a list of things that I wanna talk with you about. All of these are meant to hopefully make you more successful here in the practice. Would it be okay if I just talk through these in the order that I have written down here? Sally says, sure, I guess. Yeah, you're getting that some of that buy-in or some of that agreement that that you need from her. Then you simply walk through. Okay, point number one. I have noticed that you are growing in frustration towards your coworker, Jennifer. I know she's new. I know she's been really frustrating in a lot of ways as she tries to learn things. She's asking a lot of questions. I've specifically noticed you on several occasions, so this is where we get specific, not just feeling. I've noticed you on several occasions, you will turn and roll your eyes at her and then speak to her in a very harsh way. I understand your frustration. So first and foremost, I get it. It's frustrating to have to train somebody new. And especially when they seem to be asking the same questions, that can be really frustrating. However, I do view you as a leader on our front office team and if our newest team member is experiencing a lot of frustration and disrespect from you, it sets the tone that that's okay and I want to make sure you know that that's not okay. I'm really all about promoting an environment of support and respect and the actions that you're giving right now, specifically with rolling your eyes and raising your tone of voice and speaking in harsh tone to her, that doesn't uphold the culture that I'm really going for. And then the second thing that I wanted to talk with you about is some of that same tone is coming across to patients. I've watched as you've checked some patients out, and when they ask you questions, you tend to get huffy with them, meaning you'll do a real deep sigh like, (sighs) And then you'll answer the patient that makes it look like to the patient that you're upset with them for asking a question. And I don't want the patient feeling like they can't ask questions in this practice. So those are two things that I really need you to work on your overall tone, facial expressions, and body language need to be more positive and not showing the frustration that you've been showing Sally, does that feedback make sense to you? And if so, what are some of the responses that you have for me? Any questions or thoughts? That's the way that conversation should go. First of all, you're referring back to your piece of paper and then uh, you're kind of making your way through it without stopping because you don't want to get derailed on point one and never make it to point two. You kind of want to get your points out and then open the floor up for them to give feedback, ask questions, give their thoughts. Now, if it's an overly dramatic person and you're worried that if you open the floor up for questions that it's going to go south real quickly, then what I would recommend doing is just saying, Okay, those are my um, two points of feedback. I'm going to let you look at this paper here. Go ahead and sign that I've reviewed that with you. And then I'd love to chat with you more about it tomorrow after you've had some time to think about it. If you know the person is not going to respond well in the moment, then give her time and check back with her tomorrow. If it's a fairly neutral person, then definitely open the floor up in that moment for feedback. Most of the time, you're gonna have an incredibly gracious response that goes, yes, I know, I have been so frustrated. I'm sorry that you're seeing that and that's coming out in me. I'll definitely work on that. Sometimes you'll have an employee that gives a lot of excuses. Well, what you're not seeing is that Jennifer does this and Jennifer does that and Jennifer does this, and they can easily deflect onto that person. If some of these things start happening, It's okay to listen, and then as soon as she reaches a pause in her breath, say, hey, like I said, I know there's some frustrations with Jennifer. I don't really want to focus on Jennifer right now. This conversation is for you, and I want to make sure that you hear the feedback very clearly. So you kind of keep bringing it back to your particular employee right in front of you. So two different types of corrective feedback. One is immediate and one is a planned, documented conversation. Either of these, if you feel like the person is at risk for being overly dramatic, you can certainly have a witness to that conversation. If you feel like they're pretty neutral pretty calm then i would just recommend these be one-on-one conversations in the documented one you want to get the employee's signature and the date to show that you guys talked about these issues and then you yourself want to sign and date that as well this goes into your hr file For the immediate corrective conversation, you simply wanna make a note of that in your employee's file and keep that. So that could be a simple email to yourself or an email to your manager or whoever keeps your HR documents. It just summarizes what you talked about specifically and the date of the conversation. So these are my tips for how to have corrective conversations with your employees. This is essential, and if you haven't had one of these, you might want to take a minute to figure out if there's anybody on your team that needs corrective action. It's pretty common or should be common in your office um, because people are not perfect and your team needs that feedback when they're making mistakes. I do hope these tips are helpful for you in conquering some of these conversations I know they're uncomfortable, but with these tips, you should be very successful with those. Have a great week. Thanks for joining the conversation today. We hope that you are comforted in knowing that you are not alone, but we also hope that you're walking away with some really great tips and tricks to try in your practice. We value your feedback. So please take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Finally, We want to make sure that we're covering the topics that matter to you. So track us down on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what topics you want us to cover. As always, please know that we are rooting for you today as you manage your dental drama.